Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Falling in Love with Yourself. This is Jenny, and this is episode 47, which is an interview with the amazing Erica Knoll. Um, I've known Erica for quite some time through friends, and when I heard that she is part of a book called The Truth About Finding Joy in the Darkness, it's a collaborative book with many authors, I knew I wanted to get reacquainted with her and hear her story. You guys, she is amazing. She is a mom of seven kids. She is homeschooled. She is, she teaches so many things about holistic living and alternative measures to health and well-being, but she's also very real and very spiritual. This interview, I actually had a full circle moment um, in this conversation with Erica, and I'm really, really grateful for it because as you've heard on this podcast, I am on a spiritual journey. I mean, we all are, right? Um, but I've been religious and I've turned away from any sort of higher power. And now I am in the most spiritual place in my life. But listening to Erica and talking to Erica about a religious perspective how it was so cathartic for me. And I know it will be for you as well. She's got an amazing story about a back injury, about being a new mom, and really a setback that changed the course of her life and really helped her to find her truths, truth um, about advocating for health. And she continues to teach that. And I know this is going to be an amazing, amazing interview that you'll get so many um, self-love tips and inspiration from. Before we do that, you guys, we had our first and second Welcome Home um, book group Zoom the past two Fridays. I love this book so much. And I knew that gathering people together on Friday afternoons and talking about each chapter of this book would be powerful. But I never expected how powerful it would be. Um, I'm so grateful for Nejwa Zabian for writing this book and validating us and really giving us the foundation and the scaffolding to build a home for our soul. So check out Welcome Home by Nejwa Zabian and we still have three more sessions in our book group. So if you are available on Friday afternoons at 4.30 p.m. Pacific time, you guys, even if you haven't read the book, it is still such an amazing conversation to be part of and to listen to and to join. So reach out to me on Instagram at Jenny underscore Drake underscore. Give me a DM. I'll send you the link. We also added, okay, you know I have a tribe. It's called Falling in Love with Myself Tribe. We have a private Facebook page and we meet on Monday mornings at 8 a.m. Pacific time as well as 5.30 p.m. Pacific time. You don't have to come to both. I offer both on Mondays because of people who are not available in the morning. Um, and so... 
what an awesome way to kick off your week. Mondays, we have the Falling in Love with Myself tribe where we gather together and we talk about self-love concepts and tools and how to apply them in our lives. It is so amazing. And then we have the Welcome Home book group Zoom on Fridays. Did you see what I did there? I sandwiched self-love at the beginning of our week and the end of our work week so that we are checking in with each other with our self-love wins and growing in ways that we love about ourselves. So if either one of those options reach uh, speak to you, please reach out to me on Instagram at Jenny underscore Drake underscore or my website, which is Jenny-Drake.com. Again, there are so many podcasts out there. So you tuning into this one, I am so grateful. I'm grateful that you are showing up for yourself. What a self-love win that is for you pushing play on this podcast, because that tells me that you show up for yourself because you are worth it. So I hope you love Erica as much as I do. And don't forget her book. I will put in the show notes on how to get your hands on it, how to learn more about Erica. Check out the show notes for all the links. We'll be right back. Hello, and welcome to Falling in Love with Yourself. We all want more love, right? And most of us spend a lifetime looking for love. But we look from external sources, romantic relationships, family members, careers, even food, drugs, or material items. My name is Jenny Drake, and this podcast is to guide you back to your greatest source of love, yourself. We have been conditioned to believe that loving ourselves first is selfish. It is not selfish. As a matter of fact, it is the pathway to happiness, joy, and fulfillment. The root of all of our happiness and unhappiness begins with the relationship we have with ourselves. We hear often that we need more self-love, but I am here to teach you how. Whether you are single or in a relationship, a stay-at-home mom, or a CEO, we can all grow in areas of self-acceptance, self-compassion, self-trust, and self-fulfillment. I am a divorced, empty nester, mother of two that is living her best life. Now, I wasn't always living my best life. I am a recovering perfectionist, a recovering control freak, a recovering people pleaser, and a recovering martyr. I also have the gift of gab and transparency, so you will hear lots of details about how I practice my recovery of all of these traits through the process of loving myself. I'll also share exercises and suggestions that I use with my coaching clients that have helped them break down barriers in all areas of life. So grab a mug or a glass and fill it with your favorite beverage. Consider this episode a date with yourself. Are you ready and excited to fall madly and deeply back in love with yourself? Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. So today's interview is is super inspiring to me. Um, Erica and I have known each other for quite some time, although we have been like friends of friends. 
But when I hear that people are doing amazing things, I automatically gravitate towards them. And Erica is doing something that is on my bucket list, is on my dream board. She is publishing a book. And so I want to hear her story and her book um, is right along line along the lines of self-love. So I'm gonna let her do most of the talking and we're just gonna dive right in with my friend, Erica. So welcome to the podcast, Erica. Thank you so much, Jen. It's, it's so fun to catch up with you. It's been such a long time since we really had a conversation. So thank you so much for inviting me here. I'm just so blessed. <laughs> you are so welcome. Well, we watch, like most people, we watch each other on social media and reach out. And you've done so many amazing things in the past 20 years. And, you know, when we follow each other on social media, we don't necessarily see the lows. And that's what this, my podcast episodes are all about, is about rescuing ourselves. And so um, tell us, before we get into the nitty gritty of um, your journey, your self-love journey, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. What, who are you and what are you doing and what can we know about Erica? Okay. So I am a wife. I am a mom of seven children. My oldest is 22. My youngest is eight. Um, my two oldest obviously have graduated from high school. I've got two in high school. And then I am homeschooling my middle schooler and my two grade schoolers. Um, and I started, I started homeschooling my middle schooler before COVID happened that same year, but before. And then distance learning and homeschooling did not work. So um, I pulled my other kids out and we've enjoyed it so much that I'm not putting them back in. We, we all just love the homeschooling and we've just become closer as a family. Um, COVID was actually a blessing for us. I was able to see my high schoolers. You know, when your kids go to high school and they're in sports, you just never see them anymore. And so that the year of having my two high schoolers actually home and being able to interact with them all the time, we just grew closer together as a family. And, and so that was a, a big blessing for us. Um, as far as what I, what I love, I love gardening. I love nutrition. Um, I love music. I love kids. That's, that's been my whole thing. I'm, I'm in children's ministry and have been for many years. Um, I also run a Facebook group called Holistic Supermoms, and I welcome anyone that wants to learn holistic type of living, gardening, nutrition, um, natural remedies, those kinds of things. And, um, and, and I, I love educating on that. I also educate on advocacy advocating for yourself, advocating for your children in a medical situation, in, in education. And I've been very active um, in the government part of side of things um, with advocacy for both health and education, the parental rights and things like that. And that's, that's one of my passion projects. In fact, I'm going this next week to um, up to the Capitol to demonstrate with, with people for, for that reason. 
Um, I also love making sourdough bread. I, I know a lot of people got into making sourdough during the COVID time. And um, I had made sourdough before and I had gotten out of it, but um, I got back into it and just my kids and I just loved to make sourdough and have so much fun with that. And, and then I started teaching others because they were asking me questions because I was posting online, look at my beautiful bread, you know? And so um, I, I am almost done putting together a course, just a quick course for families um, because there are so many, so many videos out there and, and a lot of people are like, I can't follow these videos. And there's so many videos that I, I don't know where to go next. And, and so I've, I've had friends say, hey, <laughs> make a course for us. You know how to do this. And I've taught classes here locally. Um, and I, I teach classes on emergency preparedness and gardening. And, and um, right now I'm working on a course that should be done in the next two weeks. And it is on advocating for your health in 2020 and beyond. And it has to do with COVID resources. Um, it's basically a super resource. All the resources I've collected as far as um, things that are not mainstream. And a lot of people are looking for those, but they're being censored. So um, I'm, I'm putting that together again at friends' requests because people are looking for those resources and they can't find them. They can't Google for them, you know? Oh my gosh. I have chills. I know why I reached out to you for my podcast. Like, <laughs> first of all, you're such a go-getter. Holy cow. Let me just pause. Seven children, homeschooling mom, and doing all of this. Like, what I hear from you is you and I have that same gift of you learn it Well, you're passionate about it. You learn it, you teach it. Yes. And yes. it's like, it's just as part of who you are, whether it's advocating for your own health, whether it's education for children, all the way to sourdough bread. And I have to say, I sourdough bread is my number one favorite food. I have, I eat very healthy, but life without sourdough bread is no life for me. So I allow myself to have one piece of sourdough toast whenever I want. So, <laughs> so I'm, oh man, I'm so excited. We haven't even talked about the book. Yeah. Okay. So holistic super moms, um, private Facebook page, please. I will put the link in the show notes. Do you have like a YouTube page? Like how, how do people get a hold of you and your content? So I post on Instagram, Facebook. I am most active on Facebook, okay. but, um, I, I have started a Pinterest channel. I do have a blog that I'm starting to put out more content on and I will be doing videos to go along with that. So yes, now I have a YouTube channel and, and I think I'm on LinkedIn and Twitter, yeah. okay. not very active in those. So I I'm trying, I'm trying to get out there and I will be actually going back and finding some of the content I've put on Facebook and then putting it in YouTube and putting it in these other yeah. places so people can find me like everywhere. Okay, well, we'll link your Instagram and Facebook and maybe your Pinterest so that people can, I mean, creating these courses, 
um, is so, so, so cool. So, and right when you said mom of seven, you know, 22 on down homeschool mom, you are going to be speaking to so, to so many of our listeners. So that is exciting. And I don't know if you know this, I mean, self-love coaching is my main gig, but I also was so blessed during COVID because I have a, I have a, um, full teaching credential people started coming to me during COVID to bring me into their homes to teach their children because distance learning was, you know, suffering their education. And so I also still, even though COVID is evolving, I go into the homes very safely. The parents, we, we are very safe about it. Um, I'm teaching, I'm kind of homeschooling students as a teacher. So Awesome. (laughs) COVID has done a lot of very scary and fearful things, but it's also opened us up to, you know, the universe giving us things that we never expected. Like, like how you mentioned your family all, and it sounds like you're the type of person like me that you're going to take a hard situation and you're going to find the silver lining. You're going to find that serenity and peace in the discomfort. Um, it sounds like you're just naturally like that. So let's dive into that a little bit. Um, was there a time in your life where things were hard, things were dark, when your self-love, self-love your self-worth was low? And how did you rescue yourself out of that? So, um, back when I was in college, um, I, I got married, I had a baby and I had one year left and I was determined to finish. I would be the first in my family to finish college. Neither one of my parents went like they both went to college, but my mom got an AA and my dad went three years and then quit (laughs) for a job. And, um, so I, I was like, I am going to finish. I'm going to graduate. And I had had mono during my junior year, which totally knocked me down. And I got married in the middle of that. And, um, then I, I hadn't picked up working, but, and then I worked for a year and, um, I quit to have my baby. So after, after I had my baby, I was having some back issues and I went into a doctor and um, I, I, I tell the details, the nitty gritty of this story in, in this book, The Truth About Finding Joy in the Darkness. Um, but this doctor actually broke my back and he didn't listen to me when I was trying to tell him some of my concerns because my family history was that osteoporosis comes early. And I told him that he laughed in my face, said that was totally impossible at age 22 to have osteoporosis. And he proceeded without taking x-rays first to adjust my back and he crushed a vertebrae when he did that. And so here I am with an infant, not even two months old and my back is broken and I'm trying to go to school And it was such a dark time. It was crushing. And I, 
at that time, I didn't know how to advocate for myself at the doctor's office. I didn't know how to say, now, wait a minute, why are you laughing at me? This is my family history and walk out. I should have walked out because he was disrespectful of me and wasn't listening to my concerns. And I didn't walk out and I allowed him to do that. And because I didn't advocate for myself, I, I went down. <laughs> well, and you were, you had hormone, you're like postpartum. So your hormones mm -hmm. are, and to be fair, like one of my pillars of self-love is self-compassion. 22 year old, like who knows their voice at 22? I didn't. No, <laughs> none of, you know, most of us don't. Yeah. So, oh my gosh. So, okay. Dark, like you, you've got a broken back and it sounds like, you know, over the course of years, you've, you've really kind of regretted not standing up for yourself. Yes, but very much so. As a self-love coach, you know, I always say you didn't know better. <laughs> you didn't know better. You needed to learn that lesson to get to where you are now. And look at your passion is health advocacy. Yes, so <laughs> you had to not know your voice and go through this horrific time in order to be where you are now. So, okay, take us back to that. Um, so you have a broken back and- so After the broken back, it was about two weeks after the broken back, um, I had another injury that compounded it. So, and this was totally rookie mom mistake. Um, I, I, we didn't have room in our tiny, tiny apartment, um, uh, for a changing table. So I had just a little pad on top of my dresser. I had all the supplies up there and I was changing her diaper. Well, I turned my back for a second and she chose that moment to roll over for the first time. And I, I heard something falling off the dresser. It, she kicked over the wipes and I she did, back. of course she rolled over in that. Second. Yes, of course. Right. So I caught her mid air and I felt that my lower back just, there was a pull in my lower back and I fell completely on the floor and I couldn't move. So thankfully my husband was home and he called his sister to come over and take the baby. She was startled. She wasn't hurt, thankfully, but I was, I was very, very injured. I had blown out three discs. So, um, so not only did I have this upper ver back vertebrae broken, my lower back was now totally blown out. So when I went back to the doctor, he's like, okay, you have to have a full back brace. You have to be completely immobilized for you to heal. But in order to do that, I would have to stop nursing. And I, I didn't want to do that. I had fought for a whole month. Nursing was really hard for, for us. And I was not going to give that up because we finally had figured it out, you know, and, and that's a whole nother story. Okay. And I have that on a list as I've got a books, so many books yeah. that I am going to be writing, um, uh, that breastfeeding journey. It's not easy. Well, and because as a new mom, all we do didn't want to give that supposed to have a brace that wasn't quite as immobilizing just so I could continue nursing. So it didn't support me as well as I really needed. And it took me longer to heal because of that. But you stood up for like what your priority was. Yes, I did that time. Yeah. Honestly, being a mama bear 
comes very easy to me. It was standing up for myself that I had a hard time with. And um, (laughs) you're like preaching that this is why I do what I do. My whole thing is how are we going to teach our children to love themselves, to use their voice and to be strong if we don't model it? Yes. So you, you, you started to learn that early. I mean, at 22, you started to learn that. Yes. And this wasn't the only experience either. Um, so as, as I went through that and honestly, I could only crawl for two weeks. I couldn't stand upright. I couldn't sit upright. I could only lay down and crawl. And that was very humbling, extremely humbling. And I am so grateful for my husband and for his family. His parents came out for a week to help. And um, his sister was there and she, she was helping already because she helped care for the baby when I would go to my classes. Um, but those two weeks, I couldn't, I couldn't go to class because I couldn't even walk. Um, and then I had friends and um, church members that would come and help me out because I, once I was able to sit up again, <clears throat> I still, I couldn't bend over and lift. So I would get set up and I had my rocking chair and I just have so much love for this rocking chair. <laughs> I spent a lot of time in this rocking chair and I had all my school stuff on one side and all the baby stuff on the other. And I would sit there and I would hold my baby all day. And because I couldn't bend and lift, I would change her diaper right there in my lap. And I would read my school books and I would do my assignments right there, all in that rocking chair that, that I could tilt back so that the pressure on my back wasn't so bad. And, um, I just, and then the people that would come and help me just so much gratitude because I needed it. I, I literally, especially right at first, I could not care for my infant all by myself all the time. Right. Which I want to pause there for a minute because a huge self-love act is being able to accept help, like knowing that you're worthy enough to accept help. And it's almost like having a baby made it a little easier for you to accept help because it was like, come help me with her. It would be interesting to go through the same experience without the baby to see if you would have accepted help. I'm sure you would have because, you know, your back affects every single aspect of your life, every single movement, how you sleep, how you use the restroom, like you Mm -hmm. can't do anything with, with a back injury. So, but you know, just accepting the help is a huge lesson of our worth. Like I'm worthy (laughs) to get help. And I know in times in my life, when my self-love was low, I would feel very uncomfortable accepting help from people. I wanted to do it all on my own or to appear strong to do it on my own, you know, and it, it's, it's courageous to do that. So it's yeah, now- I'm, I'm very <laughs> independent. I like right. doing things on my own. Right. So like I said, that was a very humbling, humbling experience for me. And right at the beginning of my adult life. 
I mean, we are already so hard on ourselves as brand new moms. So to go through all of that is just, you know, but I do these interviews, you know, about once a month. And it really is interesting to me that, you know, God uses health to really teach us lessons. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like your baby bonding with your baby really got you through that dark time. The, the help from outside, from family, from church, from friends, your husband helped you get through. What were some of the internal things that, that helped you get through that dark time? So I had some really good spiritual habits at the time. I was reading my scriptures daily. I was praying daily and I, and I had goals. I had a lot of goals, uh, one of which was to complete college, right? And I thought about quitting a lot, um, especially that first semester when I was in so much pain and just had so much, so much trouble um, doing everything that I needed to do. And, um, but I had that goal and God had my back. Like he, he gave me strength that I didn't have he gave it to me and helped me to get through. I, I turned to him. Like I was, I was so humble and I was like, I need help. And, and he gave me that help. He gave me that help through the other people. He gave me that help through just giving me strength and, and helping me to walk through that, literally walk through that. Literally. (laughs) And, um, yeah, it was, and the pain didn't go away. Like it, this was something that took so long to heal from, even after I was going to, um, physical therapy and it was extremely painful because the things that were supposed to be helping my upper back for the vertebrae that was broken, that was taking a long time to heal. And they took other x-rays and it was, it was taking a really long time to heal and I was supposed to be doing exercises for that. And it hurt my lower back. And then I had stuff for my lower back and I couldn't do it because it hurt the upper back so much. And so it, the, that whole process was awful. And then I started having migraines oh my and, God. and the doctors told me, well, when you're in a lot of pain, when you've injured your back, migraines are just like this byproduct that just happens. And I'm like, oh, great, great. So then I was needing to be in the dark. And it was just constant, constant migraine for months and months and months. And I was trying to be able to think. And if any of you know what a migraine is, you Mm -hmm. cannot think when you're doing that. So I did not have straight A's that last year of school. (laughs) Wow. I, I mean, I'm surprised you could even function with having a migraine for that extended period of time. Um, You know, I'm very passionate about addiction. Um, That's kind of the world that I kind of advocate for. So was it difficult to manage your pain? You know, you've got a back injury, you've got migraines, like what was your pain management like? Because so many people, um, I've heard so many stories that they they really start to like that those pain meds. Well, up until I started having the migraines, I had not touched anything for pain because I didn't want it 
to affect my daughter. Mm. And I just, I just lived with it. I, I was breastfeeding and I didn't want anything to affect her. But once those migraines came, I was desperate. I couldn't, I couldn't mm -hmm. do it anymore without pain meds. So I did, I did start, it was a low dose pain mm -hmm. med that I would take at night <clears throat> and it would help me sleep, which did help a little bit. And it would dull the pain some, it didn't take it away. Um, but I did get addicted to that. And when I, when I was trying to get off of it, I had such a hard time sleeping. Like it was my go to sleep. Like yep. you would take it and you would go to sleep. And, um, even when I didn't need it for the pain, my body was like, you can't sleep without this. You can't sleep. Yeah. And, and so it took me months before I could, I could sleep at night. Once I got off of that, it was like a, a, a year later when I was able to get off of it. Yeah. The, those withdrawals, right. Are, mm -hmm. are really hard. Well, I want to go back to the spiritual aspect because you're holistic Mm -hmm. I believe in holistic and our spiritual, um, our spiritual awareness, our spiritual, I call them my spiritual rituals are, are really what gets me through that fills my cup. And it's funny that you said, you said the exact words I want to show you, our, our listeners won't see, but I have these post-its all around and I have one <laughs> on my computer that says, God's got me. And you said those, you said, God's got my back. It took me a longer time to really resonate with that, but how wonderful you learned that early to where you could just let go and say, you know what, I'm doing all I could. My higher power, my source has got to take over for me. And then when you're in that space, you start recognizing it. You're like, he is putting these people in my life. He is telling the doctors what sometimes not, but sometimes <laughs> the doctors, you know, know what to do. And, and when you are going through that with a faithful lens, you start recognizing all the ways that you're being blessed. So Tell, tell me a little bit more about, I call them spiritual rituals that I do every single morning to make sure I'm connected to my source, which I call higher power. You call God, we've called heavenly father, you know, um, what are those things that continuously fill your cup so that you can advocate and write books and show your children what self-love looks like? So just being in God's word every day, reading, reading his words and pondering, thinking about them, thinking how they can apply to me, um, even though they were written so long ago um, and praying about them, um, listening, not just prayer, but listening afterwards and then writing, writing, journaling um, and asking questions. So when I pray, I don't just just ask for things that, that I need. I ask questions, questions on, on things, you know, on life or questions about, um, things that I, I just really need to know these questions. Right. And I, um, so it's not just my needs and, or other people's needs. It's 
soul searching questions. And then I wait for an answer with a pencil in my hand. And that is something I have had answers just flow and flow and flow from that process of reading those scriptures and praying and asking for those soul searching questions and then being ready when he does give the answer to just write it all out. And I love going back in my journal and reading and just the spirit just washes over me. God loves me so much. And you know what? He loves each and every one of us so much. And he, he's literally waiting for us to ask him questions. One of the questions that I ask is, sorry, I'm getting a little emotional. <laughs> this, hey, this is, we never apologize for emotions here. Is how do you feel about me? And I have just felt so much love. And you know what? Knowing that I'm a daughter of God, knowing how much he loves me, helps me to love myself, helps me to see myself as worthy and important. And, um, and that has helped me when I have needed to stand up for my own needs, stand up for my kids in no matter what situation it is in. And for me, it's been usually the medical situations where I have needed to stand up and say, my gut is telling me something. You're telling me the opposite. I'm walking out. Oh, man. I'm sorry. We're not doing this anymore. <laughs> I just, I, I want to just respond because, uh, you know, that I'm not quote unquote religious anymore, but I missed all of what you're describing when I was because I was so, and I think that, you know, I usually let my guests do the speaking, but I think it's so important to kind of interject a little bit of my story from what you just said, because I'm like having a full circle moment right now. You know, I was a member of an organized religion for 23 years and I was so, fixated on doing it right, that I miss so much of what you just said, because I would sit down with my scriptures, but I was doing it to check a box. And I was praying and I'm not criticizing myself at all, but I was praying the majority of the time for my will. I wanted a happy marriage. I wanted a happy family more than anything. And that's what I would pray for. But the piece that you so eloquently pointed out was the, um, the meditation part. And I came back to my source, my God, my truth through meditation this time around of listening and asking what do you want me to hear? And when you said like, how do you feel about me? Oh my gosh, that is so incredible because now where I am now, I know that my God 
loves me abundantly and it is not conditional on what I do or how I do things. That abundant source of love and worthiness never changes. And I missed that the whole time that I was, and, and people ask like, you know, what's the difference between your religious experience and the spiritual experience? And, and, and I always say it was not the religion. It was not the doctrine. Nobody told me this way, but the way that I walked my path, I felt like my higher power, my source, my God was outside of me. And I was listening and it would get in my head and some of it would get into my soul. And this time around, when I've come back, I've really learned that that is within me. I go inward. So for you to say, like, you listen, you journal, you completely described all of that, yet, you know, you are active in, an, in a religion. And so we're speaking the same language. And so that Thank you for letting me share that because that was a super full circle moment for me. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. Having that personal relationship with God, no matter where you are at with religion, that, that is the most important thing. And, and you're teaching, and you can teach that to your kids. Whereas someone like me who was, you know, going through all of the motion motions. And I'm not going to say like, I mean, I had very spiritual inward experiences while I, you know, during those years, I'm not going to ever say that I didn't, it just wasn't a constant. Um, and, and, and sadly, like I didn't model that to my kids. So now I, now that's something that I have to model, you know? So yeah. It takes us, we're all on a different journey, right? Totally. And it takes us all different time periods to learn things. And that, that experience, that one experience right then made me turn to God in a way that I don't think I would have at that period of my life as much, you know, and I, I had to, I was desperate for the help that I knew he could provide. And my parents taught me to have faith. You know, they, they brought me up to, to know there is a God and that he loves you. And, and so I had that faith from my childhood. And so I knew he could help me when I really needed it. And, and that came from when my parents were struggling and I saw my mom struggling. And then she looked at me with these eyes, just saying, God will help us. And he did. And I saw direct blessings when my parents were, were asking for it. And so I knew it would work for me mm -hmm. and it did. And it has all my life. I have felt his guidance and his help. And I'm not saying I'm perfect at doing that every single day, right? but I do it as much as I can. And it really, really blesses me. And it helps me with my kids too. Totally. When I, when I skip that process in the morning, I am not as patient with mm -hmm. my kids and, you know, I'm homeschooling. So <laughs> I need that. 
I need yeah. the extra patience that God can give me yeah. just from being with him for a few minutes in the morning. Well, and we talked a little bit before I hit record, you have sent, you have two that you're sending off out into the world. And, you know, like you said, we're all on our own path, even though we might be raised with faith throughout our life, it's going to be, I don't want to say tested because that's so cliche, but we are given opportunities to truly embody our faith. And, you know, it happened to you um, with your back and, and having a new baby. And now, like I find, thank goodness I came back to my, to my God, my personal relationship with a higher power because I couldn't, I would be a wreck with my kids being across the nation. Now my son, you know, is in the Navy. And just this morning, we got more bad news from the Navy. Like I couldn't do it without knowing that there's a higher power. And, and not that my kids are going to be safe all the time, but I know that no matter what happens, he will help me get through it. And really, like I always say, we only have control over two things, our actions and our thoughts. And to know that like God's got me, like you said, God's got my back. He will help us. It gives me peace that we don't have control over our kids' safety, especially when they go out into the world. You know, if I didn't have that faith and that peace, oh my gosh, I'd be like in a fetal position in my bed <laughs> crying you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so I know you could relate. My you... first child just left home and it's just been a few weeks since he left. And I, I am at peace. You know, I, I was emotional, especially at first. Of course, um, and of course. of course we all miss him, especially his little brother, because I only have two boys. <laughs> and, um, and so we're adjusting to life without him. But, um, but yeah, I know, I know that God has got his back mm -hmm. just like he has my back. And so that, that just helps give me peace. Like you said, it gives yeah. me peace. And so to, to wrap it up, um, you talked a little bit about your morning routine. What are ways that you stay connected to your abundant source? throughout the day. Um, are there things where that help you stay connected, help keep your, your self-love cup full um, so that when, when and if hard times do hit again, you feel like, you know, you've got this. Well, I, I pray throughout the day. My kids sometimes laugh because I'm driving the car with my eyes open and I'm just praying, you know, um, or, or out in the garden and I'm talking to God in my garden. Um, I, so I, and I love one thing that helps me is, I mean, taking care of myself is important. So eating good nutrition and I am a nutritarian coach. Um, so I really advocate for high density nutrition in every meal and I garden so that I can have high density nutrition without having to pay super high prices at the store for it. Um, and, and 
then I exercise as well. And being part of a group that exercises together, that fills my cup. I love being around people. So, yep. <laughs> so COVID was hard for that reason for me, um, because I needed my, I needed my people. <laughs> and a lot of my friends have moved away from this area. And so I'm finding new friends now, um, now that we're able to get out more. Mm-hmm. And so that, that fills my cup too, being around people and exercising and taking care of myself and, um, and then keeping that, that connection to God throughout the day. And we do pray as a family several times a day. Um, and, and then recognizing things. That's something that I love doing for my kids. My mom did it for me. She would recognize a blessing from God and she would point it out. Mm. And so I do that for my kids so that they can say, oh, okay, that was God, right? That's, or that's that connection, right? Yeah, that's, yeah helping that's them like, to form the connections totally. themselves. And then when things happen that are hard, um, when things happen to family members, it's like immediately everybody drop to your knees, we're praying for them right now. Um, so just, just having that, that kind of a habit to, to pray and help others in the moment. Right. And, um, that, that's, that's how I do it. (laughs) I love it. Well, you know, that's what my whole belief system is about is you were talking, I call them self-love wins. So eating, eating healthy is not just because we should take care of our body. It's about loving ourselves because we deserve, we are worthy of good nutrition. We love our bodies. We treat our bodies, you know, as a loving source when we exercise and, and, and eat well. I'm, I'm not saying, you know, I love my chocolate too, but for the majority <laughs> of the time, like I eat because I love myself. Um, I love the prayer. I love that you're modeling faith in your family. That is so beautiful. So before we go, tell us about your book. Tell us all about your book. When can we get it? How can we get it? What's it about? Tell us everything. Okay. So the truth about finding joy in the darkness is actually a book collaboration. So I didn't write the whole thing. I wrote one chapter and 24 other women also wrote a chapter and the chapters are each very unique. Uh, We all went through a really difficult time and we were able to find or recognize God or find joy in those moments, in those dark moments or through those moments or sometimes just after looking back and and realizing um, that there were bits of joy. Um, and for me during my dark time, it was, oh, my baby, like she brought me so much joy, you know, Mm -hmm. and just, just, and then recognizing God in all things for me that brought me joy. Um, and so I, I talk about that and, and then I, I have, I have now become some really good friends with several of the women that are part of this collaboration. And it has been a wonderful thing to be able to support each other and lift each other up 
as we're as we're all in this life together right and we really need to support and lift each other up and that's the purpose of this book to help share we all go through hard things and we can still find joy even during or through these hard things and and so it is truly an inspiring book and like i said each chapter is so unique I because all 25 of us have had such very different experiences. Um, and so well, it's, it's exactly when I interview people on my podcast, it's exactly aligned with, with what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us the title, tell us when and where we can get it. So the truth about finding joy in the darkness is the title. Um, and it has 25 authors, so I won't even go right. there. <laughs> But um, right now, the pre-sale for the ebook is available, and um, it will be—you'll be able to get it on the seventh. Like you can order it now, and then you'll get it on the seventh. Which of- this podcast will be. Uh, this podcast will be airing after September seventh, okay, so perfect. they will be able to get it. And I will put the title and the link in the show notes. Will it be on like Amazon? Yes, Amazon okay. and paperback will be available, I think, the 9th. Oh, perfect. Um, and so, yeah, it it will be available in both ways. And I will give you a link to be able perfect. to get that. Um, it is, I, I have just been so blessed to be part of this collaboration and to work with all these women. And like I said, to become really close friends with several of mm-hmm. them. Um, and... And just to focus, like bring my focus back as I've been, you know, reminiscing and thinking about it and, and really focusing on that joy. It's even brought that further in my life now Mm -hmm. to look around for the little things in life. There are so many little things that we can choose to be grateful for. And a grateful heart is a happy heart. And so when we are choosing to look for the good and rejoicing in the good things around us, we, we don't have time to be grumpy or sad about other things right? because we're too busy being happy for all. I mean, there are so many things that we are blessed with. So, so many, so many. Oh, Erica, this has been such a unique an inspiring conversation. I'm so excited about the book. For me, it sounds like one of those books that I would have, but then I would also be giving as gifts. So perfect for the holiday season. I always buy my daughter my a special book for Christmas. It sounds like I'm just going to add this one to the list. Thank you so <laughs> much for being here and vulnerable and courageous and inspiring the listeners. I'm super grateful. Everything will be linked in the show notes about Erica and where you can find her. And thank you so much for having me on the show. And thank you for having a show that is so positive and, and helping women to empower themselves by showing love for themselves. It's so important. So important. important. Thank Thank you. Thank you.